0: Welcome back to this silly show this is, I don't know what's going to happen here, but we are just going to have fun with this. Uh, As I was telling our guests, this is the first time I've ever played any sound effect or intro while they were on the phone, because uh, usually I just do it afterwards. But this is our uh, third year anniversary. This is episode 156, Um, and so we're bringing back a returning guest, which is uh, if you remember, the episode was called "Bear." Uh, her name is Roxy. I call her Bear. Oh, do I have to tell this story again? Um, basically, we have a very silly relationship. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on the show. Um, she wasn't very keen on the fact that I came up with this idea while I was in the shower, but um, yeah, I was thinking—I was, <laughs> was thinking of her for this episode, and I did a like a questionnaire like many, many years ago, like one of the first. 20 episodes. I don't remember what, but um, and I was like, "Ah, I can do it again now that I've actually have guests. Because most of the people that asked were just friends of mine. Now I can just ask the guests because I like to keep the the guests just staying activated and and just with you know they're a part of the show. They mean a lot to me because again, some of them are friends of mine beforehand. Some aren't. Some have become new friends. Some are just people passing by telling their stories, so on and so on. But um, but yeah, this person, Roxy. I will always refer to her as bear, so you call her whatever you want um but uh we've have we've had a long stemming relationship, and she's one of my closest friends I genuinely care about her and um we have always had like a very silly relationship, even though we do talk about personal things and um you know we we you know obviously she's been on the show, but also we just we can talk about just about anything, but a lot of times our chemistry is is based on just really goofiness. And I like that because a lot of times I don't get to really show my true personality because of we're talking about so many serious things, uh, and some of these questions will be serious. But you know, we'll have fun with it because we we, we have to. And um, but yeah, I guess I'm also welcome to the show, Bear.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you having me back again. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure we're was gonna have you back. I wasn't I, I sure. wasn't
0: sure either. Honestly, I mean,
1: you're famous now, so.
0: Yeah, I think it was the lowest rated episode, so I didn't think I was going to have you It back probably here. was. No, I no, mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, actually. <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but actually, it definitely wasn't.
1: <laughs> I was well, obviously, because I mean, it's me on there, but...
0: That's right. Um violent well, to Exactly. Now, if you guys want to paint a picture of what Bear looks like, so she, right now she's wearing, picture like a Hillary Clinton, like, pantsuit. She's got a big koala head. And she's wearing maybe like bifocals because she's got to look serious, but she's also visually impaired. And um, she's got paperwork in front of her. She's going to read off. She's going to read these questions. And um, so if you have an image in your head, I have it. I, I've had this image in my head for a long time. Um, actually, before we do get started, do you uh, do you want to uh, plug your OnlyFans? No. No?
1: Oh, She's keeping no. that
0: secret. Okay. i uh, kidding. She doesn't have an OnlyFans. Um, I just wanted to say that just because I'm a dick. Um uh, we're not
1: supposed to be discussing that. Oh, that's true. You know, man.
0: That's true. There's so many things I know about her that I will not, uh, you know, put out here to the world. But um, she's not as innocent as she seems, and just because she has a cute little dull head with her koala face, uh, she can be very vicious, and I know firsthand. I still have scars. You're
1: you're gonna have people thinking I'm
0: a furry, and I'm, I'm not. No, you're a real life koala. they are not a furry. That's fake shit. We don't do that. Um, which it, I think I did explain the story. And again, it's one of our silly things that we just somehow. I said that she has a very like dough like face, like a tool, and which was a koala. And I said that was her spirit animal because it made sense because she likes to sleep and you know and eat and just kind of just lay there and just just drip. And, like, a koala. But then I, I told her I can be, like, I, I still have in my phone as my own name. I'm called T-Sugar, which is, uh, I said I was her, like, sidekick, and I was a sugar glider, and, it's called T sugar. and i called T-Sugar. And I don't remember the whole story. But anyway, we, we, we made up this whole thing amongst many other stories and scenarios that we made up. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it our, our friendship is very, very silly. Obviously, there's a lot of love and care, but we're two silly people. And so, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah that wasn't at like one of like like the earlier conversations that we had I think it was it was yeah, it, it was, was at least
0: within the first month,
1: yeah
0: we again like I said, I'm not even, as much as I'm gonna pick on her, I genuinely do love her to death and and she she was a person that one of like three people in my life that I met, and I believe I even said to her that night. Because her, and again, she can be very depressing and energy, but she has a lot of stuff that really bothers her. And, but that night we kind of hit it off. And I even said, I was like, I guarantee, like, I knew we were going to be friends because of her, just how we hit it off. And I don't hit it off with many people because some people are very like, it just, they hit me wrong. And, um, I don't know, just energy level is big for me. So if people are uptight or they seem uptight or prudish or whatever, we're not going to get along. Or at least we're not going to hit it off right away. And with her, it was just, we were just fun. It was just silly. We said random shit. We laughed. And I don't even know how long we talked. To it was hours. And it was just kind of like, oh, this girl's is awesome. Um, and though, like, yeah, and, I, and I'll say, like, it started off as, like, a flirtatious thing. But, like, we end up just becoming really good friends. And, and that's kind of, you know, what I, I'm happy it turned into. Because she ended up finding a person who she's now... Uh, engage with, and she's got her own place now, and, like, you know, eh, life isn't perfect, but she's, you know, she's doing good for herself, so, and I'm proud of her.
1: Thank you. That was so sweet of you. I'm over here, like, I'm going to say something sarcastic, but, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. My I'm Not used my heart, to it. Right? I got I
0: to gotta show off for the people.
1: Yeah, you got to, <laughs> you know. But, it's, but, you know, it's funny because, and I'll always give you credit for this, because you actually in a way set me up with um, Michael, um, and you know I'm forever grateful for um, for that. You know, it, you know some people are like, wait, you said like weren't you like guys like interested in each other? Yeah, but you, I don't know. Like I always like I'm just happy for that and just your friendship like over the years and stuff like that. And it's funny because like even if I'm not talking to you every day, like I'll reference you and like other things. So I'm
0: constantly, like, talking about you. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of inside jokes and things. And, um, and kind of what she's referring to is this, you know, there was a period of time where it was just kind of like we didn't – we were both in our own lives. And actually, it, it, we joke about how, like, I caused her vision problem because I, she didn't have it until I got into her life. But, like – And again, that's our dark dark sense of humors. But like the reality was I do believe and I'm not, you know, and she said it, so I don't have to like toot my own horn. But I kind of came into her life at a good time because, you know, and she came into mine because I had like lost my friend Lori. And, you know, and I was kind of, you know, a year, at least a year had gone by. But, you know, she started to have vision problems. And so I sent her this portable CCTV thing. And, you know, she had someone she could talk to about vision problems because it's depressing as all hell and as a person who's dealt with it and continues to deal with it, it sucks. I can't give you good advice. I could just tell you, you know, how to kind of combat it as best as you can, so we kind of came into each other's lives at, the, at a great time, and then, you know, there was a lot of flirtatious and liking each other, but it was just like because we we're both visually impaired and we both live hours away, it's like this doesn't seem feasible, and it just also seemed like a great friendship, and then she started to kind of we both kind of did, but she was perusing sites and, and dating sites and stuff, and she found this guy who she was kind of like, eh, I don't know, but he was, like, nice to her, and, and, and I was like, well, give him a chance. And she, she was trying to find every reason not to like him, because, and it, it, it was almost like in a comparison to me type of thing, and I'm like, don't do that because it's like I can't compare you to anybody either, and if I start to date girls, like, I can't just go, well, you don't have Roxy qualities. Like, that's not fair to them, um, even if okay. they don't. So, and then she stuck it out with them and I can't believe it's lasted this long honestly because of the way how it started but she's happy and you know it, it's yeah you're doing good so um, and it's just it, it's good because she now you know she doesn't have to live at home anymore she's actually moved out and doing great things so it's always good to see her and again and and, and, and at the same time it's also sad for me because I don't talk to her as much so like I also in a way sacrifice. I mean I pushed her to him and it sacrificed my time with her. But again, I rather are happy, like regardless of how it affects me, I'm, I'm not going to be selfish with people I care about. I could, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but I know anytime I call her or she calls me, you know, we always answer. So, <clears throat> so I, yeah, go ahead. You want to say something? I don't know. I was just going to say like,
1: um, not a lot of guys would do that though. And, you know, ladies, like, if you're listening, like, you know, he is a great catch. He really is. And I'm not just saying that just to say it. He really truly is. Because how many guys do you know would would do that? He could have easily manipulated the whole situation. But he didn't. Not, and, not know, yet. That's why, like, I love him, like, dearly. I don't say it, like, very often. But I do. Not at all. And, you know, I'm so proud of you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't see that a lot. We're
1: usually not this mushy. We're
0: no, we're not. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get that shit out. We're just getting it out of the way right now. And then we're gonna beat the shit. It's, it's like we're we're Tom and Jerry basically. Like there's the, we have an affinity for each other. We just we're gonna beat the shit out of each other in a minute. Um, <laughs> but it's um no, but yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's it's like I said, it's there's things. That, do I am I happy all the time that I don't get to talk to her or talk to you all the time? No, it sucks, but. I also know you're in good hands and you're doing okay. And that's why I check on you as much as I can and ask you how mama's doing and so on. And cause you know, and again, life is consuming. It's sucks. And you know, she call I and mean, we talk every so often and she'll say, you know, I don't want to just talk to you about what's bothering me, but I'm like, that's kind of what the point, like that's one of the, <laughs> you know, our, you know, our jobs, it's what it entails. Like we, we we'll to be there for each other when we're fucking sad. Um or angry. It doesn't always have to be happiness. Okay. You know, with us, our okay. lives are not everything's just great. And we can pretend like it is, but it's not. Um is it the worst? No. There's people that have it way worse than us. So um but yeah, so I, I immediately thought of her. I was just like, I, mean, I thought of like three people, but I was like, she was the first person I thought I'm like, this would be The best way to kind of get my personality out there, but also just be able to just have a fun, flowing, just silly episode, um, and just kind of answer questions. She can ask her own, and she can uh, obviously ask the ones that were written down. And of course, I want to thank the guests for who did ask questions. Um, And there was a bunch that I didn't put in there because a lot of them were similar to others. But um, yeah, and we're just you know answer them and bullshit, and we'll just get out of here and have fun with it.
1: I think I know what my first question is going to be.
0: Oh boy! Um, Go is ahead.
1: It, is it? Is it? Um, um, how many groupies do you really have? Because I know that the listeners they want to
0: know. Now, do I start with you?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh wait, we, we oh shit, we're still on recording. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, we, we are. Oh, groupies!
0: Yeah, no, I I technically did I technically did get laid because of this podcast once technically. Oh my god. So technically, but she wasn't a, well, I mean, I guess at the time, but now she hates me. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I
1: was honestly joking there, but okay.
0: Yeah, I don't give a shit. I told you, I tell about all my shit. So it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just going to answer it. Honestly, <laughs> what, oh, my what if I get backlash from this? Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've pissed oh, off God. people doing this. My mom got mad at me for doing this podcast. Like, you know, People get mad at me. I love my mother, but you know, whatever thing shit happens in general. <laughs> you got to have fun. You got to try to not take things too serious. And I, again, I put my business completely out there when it comes to all the horrible things that have happened to me. So it's like, why can't I joke about even that? So, um, uh, but I'm never going to like specifically say people's full names and you know, what happened, um, unless I'm being really petty, but I won't because that's not, not what the podcast is about. It's just you. Have, that, that's your first question. You got a real answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Let me, let, me ask, let me ask like the first question that's a better question. Okay. It is, how has doing the podcast empowered you as an advocate for the disability community?
0: I like that one. So I've mentioned this, at least in small spurts, multitudes of times where, explaining is when I first started doing this and and Roxy is one of the first people that I've ever interviewed. She's in the top like eight people, the first eight people that I interviewed. And so I was kind of just doing my thing and and I didn't, I just kind of wanted to do research on like what was going on in in the same vein, like the same type of uh, dialogue and and subject matter when it comes to disability community. And mental health. And I was like, I want to see if I'm making similar mistakes. I want to see how I'm going about it, if, if I'm doing it right, or just in comparison. Um, and I found out I was doing something wrong. Um, I started to interview people that were just like me, meaning people with visually impairment and blindness, which is not wrong. Mm-hmm. But I didn't... I didn't try to include the whole disability community. And and the reason why I realized I was doing that because I I saw how everyone else was doing it and it was like, pick your body part. Okay. That's my part. My ears are my problem. I'm only going to talk about ear stuff. And I saw people even in the visually impaired and blind community. I'm like, wow, like they're not even like really being inclusive to any other disability. It's just like, it it just seems Mm -hmm. like you're toeing yourself into this corner where you can't like, you only got so much to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And then I saw that documentary Crip Camp on Netflix and just about all these people with disabilities who sacrificed so much for us and, and they just, they work together and, and they use their disabilities um, to their advantage. One, the ones who couldn't see, you know, they would lean to the ones who can hear and, and the ones who couldn't, couldn't walk, they lean to the ones who could and, and just whatever, like they just work together. And obviously Judith Human, Judith who was one of the greatest disability mm-hmm. advocates ever, just passed away. Um, And she's a huge part of that documentary. Um, But yeah, so I I didn't realize like what my voice would be. I didn't, I didn't even care to some degree. I just wanted to get my story out there, talk about mental health, talk about just being disabled and what it's like. And then I said, you know what? I want to try to change how I'm going about this, change a different approach. So I remember my cousin, Nano, who on the Spanish side of my family, he has a son with autism. Um, So I was like, okay, let's start with that. I know somebody that's different. Um, and then I started trying out social media and I started, um, just trying to find advocates for different communities and, um, yeah. And then I just, I realized that like over time that like just getting to know all these different people, like made me appreciate my disability and understanding, like, I'm grateful for what I have, but also I'm, I'm happy to be able to share because I don't I don't like just talking about my own. It's I'm not embarrassed about the blindness. Like I've, I've I appreciate it. And I also understand that it's it's more severe than I like. I look at people in wheelchairs that are like, oh, they're so worse off than us. But some of them look at us like we are. And and I realize mm-hmm. the vision thing is nothing to play around with. Like I know it's serious, and and I know what I'm going through is serious. But it's like. Yeah, just as, a, as an advocate. like I never even knew what an advocate really... I mean, I knew what it was, but I never really cared to be one until more recently in the last year and a half where I just wanted to help because I, I see how divided our, our community is. Not just, and I'm sure you've seen it, even just in mm-hmm. the blind and visually impaired community, how some just think they're better or you're not blind enough or you're... It's just... Oh, yeah, that way. Yeah, right? It, it's, it's so ridiculous, like, how fucking convoluted it is and you can't just like you can't just be you know like if if you don't have a cane like you're if you're legally blind and you don't have a cane you're not you can't be considered blind and oh
1: gosh yes absolutely (laughs) i get that uh more than i'd like to admit because you know i I feel like it's if you don't fit the stereotypical look i'm like doing air quotes look of a blind person um you're you're apparently not blind enough um if you can see a little bit more, you're faking it it's 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 very strange, very strange
0: sure yeah, yeah. and so um yeah, like I said I'd never put myself into being an advocate, let alone for for mental health but also for disabilities. I' never even thought about it like I, it, it's been very impactful how, how many amazing people I've met and obviously you're one of the people I knew beforehand, but I've met so many people and I'm telling their stories and I'm just like engulfed in in their just what they're saying and I'm just I'm you know I get really you know I, I start to really care about them and and, and and just and they're people I've just met uh, and yeah and even the people who didn't like you know didn't hold on to my number or didn't didn't care to keep in touch like I still care about their stories because there's a lot of struggles out there so Um, Yeah, being an advocate to me has has become very important to me. I never, never considered it to even be, it wasn't even on my radar.
1: (laughs) That was great. It kind of goes into the next question, which is, um, what kind of impact do you think you've had on your listeners over the years?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten people to reach out, and, and there's especially early on days I wanted to quit, honestly, just because I just, again, I still don't see enough feedback and things that I want to see. But I know I am. It's just it, if someone told me a guest that was on um, uh, Barisa, uh, if you remember her, she's a person who had that stroke where she was completely, um, essentially, was like in a coma, and but she could hear everything the doctors were saying. So when the doctors told her that she couldn't walk again or she'll never talk, she'll never come out of it, she heard all of that. Um, and she forced herself to move outside her body just to prove to the doctor that she could hear them and that there is something to fight for. Um, and she's still a close friend of mine, her and her her fiancé, Jason, um, who also was on the show. Uh, she told me, like, just because you don't hear from anybody doesn't mean they're not listening. Um, there's people Mm -hmm. that you're impacting. It's just, they're, they're not as vocal They're They may be silent, but they're there and you're impacting them. And and she was right. Cause there is people that I impact that Eventually you do hear from, or, you know, you see the numbers move and you just see certain things happen and you're like, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I can't tell you exactly how I impact people, but I also know a lot of people I've had on listen and people at work and, and so on. So, um, and again you don't you don't need people because I put one out one out a week for the last 3 years. You don't have to um hear something all the time, but and, and they don't have to listen to every episode, but you know people are out there and, and you know I get messages, texts from my family and certain people saying like hey, this so and so this episode and something that came out 3 weeks ago and it's like and they start giving me feedback on this episode and that episode. And it, it helps because it it helps me to know I'm going in the right direction. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah that Bullets okay. back
1: Okay Okay This is another one Still regarding you know, I guess it would be Similar to the Last one Um, What other topics Would you like to cover In the future
0: um, One off hand That I definitely Want to talk about That I have yet To really find The right person Right advocate Is child trafficking um, Mm-hmm because it's, it's 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 another thing out here that's just so awful and and it doesn't seem like many people talk about you know i mean even recently i just started watching the, the third well, i finished it the third part of the r kelly thing which you know mm-hmm. it's not necessarily i mean it's kind of child trafficking uh it's in that ring. that's what he got uh, arrested for or, sent or committed um mm-hmm. and but it's like you know r kelly's r kelly um Yes, he's an awful person and what he did, but he's super famous and so whatever. Bill Cosby same realm, but it's you know, I think we we get into a part in our heads where we just we tend to think like, "Oh, it's just these random people in in white vans on the highways picking kids up and that's how millions of kids yeah. go missing." And it's like, "Yeah, that happens, but they're not picking up millions of kids. It's not how it happens. It goes way deeper than that." And I'm not going to go too oh, deep, absolutely. but yeah. You know with government and celebrities and all that shit but that's what happens and, and uh, I would love to find someone who either survived it or someone who knew someone who survived it or someone who just advocates someone who has a real experience because I, ha- I have a real problem when people say that like they ha- they went to school for something especially like mental health they're like oh you know I have I have a lot of experience with mental health because I have a master's degree in this and then it's like like in psychology and it's like that's not real experience. Like, have you tried to kill yourself? No. Like, do you, do you know what it's like to be in a really dark space? Because if you don't, then you don't have the experience. Um, and so I like to have people who are close to the situation, even if it's really sad and personal. It's, you know. Um, but other than that, I'm sure there's always other disabilities I want to tackle. Um, you know, some of them are harder than others. I've said many times, like, dwarfism is a very hard subject matter to tackle because there's not a lot of advocates for it. Uh, it's very sexualized, especially with, within mm-hmm. women. So uh, I do I have my friend Alex Mannard, he was on, so I had had one, but I'd like another. Um, I'm always, but I'm also trying to, I like to go over and tackle other disabilities I have gone over because, you know, one person isn't just, that doesn't define that part of that community. So um, I don't know. Can you think of any subjects I should talk about? I'm trying to think.
1: Um- I honestly, I was surprised when you brought up the child, uh, trafficking because is not trafficking in general, not that I'm trying to just diminish like the child trafficking, but trafficking in general yeah. is not widely talked about. And, um, it's, I don't, I guess it would be still uh, taboo maybe. Um, or, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about their stories or only, uh, And it just like celebrities or it has to be like very high profile for it to get any type of coverage. But there's a lot of people, everyday people who are dealing with that. So personally, I think you should, if you can, if you can, um, you know, speak to someone who's been in that situation, had a family member in that situation. I definitely think that's something you should cover.
0: Yeah. I also would like to find like a counselor or somebody who works within the school district, someone who works every day with kids just kind of talk about how kids are nowadays and what they have to go through, and with all the school shootings and all that, and um, mm-hmm. just someone close to it because it's, it's schooling, you know. when you and I, I graduated high school in 08 and the politically correctness was was starting to creep in. But like mm-hmm. when I graduated, like the first, I, the second iPhone just came out, and so like nothing mm-hmm. was like what it is now, and there's so much no, that has none changed. At all. Yeah, so much has changed, and kids just have it so hard. It's like, like when we have a snow day at work, it's like, yay, we don't have to go to work. Those kids still have to go to school. They just go home and Zoom now. Like kids don't mm-hmm. actually get off anymore, um, unless something terrible like a school shooting or something happens, unfortunately. But in general, nothing, nothing changes for them. Like they're they're just they're just in chaos all the time, and the bullying doesn't stop. Uh, like when I went through my bullying, I, the internet wasn't a thing. So, yeah, so I definitely want to find someone close to that situation.
1: Well, especially social media bullying and stuff, it was kind of just creeping in with, like, MySpace. Yes, I'm dating myself with MySpace. um, You seem like it's, like, kind of creeping in, but it's, again, nothing compared to uh, nowadays with so many social media platforms and access is just so much. It's... It's different. It's different. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly, but I'm not um, a teenager growing up in this like era. I'll take my like (laughs) 2000s anytime.
0: Exactly. Yeah. There's no escape anymore. You can't go home anymore and just the bullying stops. There's no safe safe place when you have a cell phone and a computer. Every everything is right in your face. So if there's pictures, there's people taking pictures and videos of you doing something. You know, if you're a big kid and you you eat your food a certain way, and now there's a video you on social media, you eating sloppy joes or something, and you look awful. And it's like you're now a reminder that oh look I'm big, or oh look I'm, I'm I have a disability, or um, whatever, whatever it is that they're picking on you about. It's you don't you don't go home and just go to your bedroom and go ah the day's over. No, because now. It's there for everyone else to see. Even the people who don't go to school with you now can see it.
1: So it's... Everyone has an opinion on you now. Everyone has an opinion on your body, your disability, whatever it is. Um, it just, it doesn't end, Like, it doesn't end. It doesn't stop. And that right there just leads into, like, a lot of, um, you know, mental health yeah. issues. And I feel like it's no wonder it's on the rise.
0: Yeah, and the algorithm is all jacked up because you, you see things like I, I put out a video. I think I might have told you this, but I put out a video. I put out, I try to put out powerful videos or whatever. I just try to put out little lives and little just pictures and just things just with a message in it. And, you know, whatever, barely anyone clicks on them. And then one day I put out a video of me just, you know, with a bagel slicer. And I just did some silly voiceover to it, like "hear ye, hear ye," like because it's—I was basically pretending like the bagel was being beheaded. And you know, I didn't put no real thought into it. I just was being silly and using my new bagel slicer. And fucking, I put it up, and the thing's got like twenty thousand views. It's like, Mm. it's like really, like this is what we're like. And I'm getting all these comments, like, "Well, what kind of bagel is it?" Like, like fuck, dude, I don't care. (laughs) The fuck, like, I mean, I was trying to show. Yeah, I was trying to show my personality, but, like, in general, it's like, this is the stupidest video I put out of all the videos, and this thing is getting likes and comments like crazy. If the algorithm is jacked. Like, Why? Why is this what we click on? And I know it's not—some of it's our fault, some of it's the algorithm, but it, it's still—it's just—we are doomed. And, again, like I said, with the, with the trying to find, like, d- people with dwarfism— when you click dwarfism, it's all sexualized shit. That doesn't mean there's no one out there advocating. It's just so hard to find them because there's so much negativity. And that's why some of these, like, women are doomed because everything you see is just sex. And again, as a sexual person, that's fine. But it's it's awful because it's like, I, I mean, I was listening to the radio yesterday and it's just that dumb Nicki Minaj freaky song is on. She can't even, like, every three words, she's it's getting blacked out because it's so sexual. And it's like, that's and that. this is one of the top 10 songs in America. And when that one goes down, another one will come up. And it's just like, the girls just feel like they have to be whores. It, when you look at social media, I mean, going back to just like the, with the school and, and, and social media and everything, like, it, the, all you see is this. You see negative shit. You see awful things. It's not like a balance it's like eight out of ten videos is something is a car accident. It's something terrible. Yeah, you get your cute cat video ever so often and you'll get something anime or some shit will show up in there. But a lot of it is just nonsense. And people are just stuck. Like, I know I know a lot of people are frustrated, like, well, they're trying to ban TikTok. They're not trying to ban TikTok because of the stupidity of TikTok. They're trying to ban TikTok because it has to do with China. But mm-hmm. Even if they get rid of China, they'll just make a U.S. version of it or they'll just add on to Instagram or whatever. So your stupid challenges and all that is going to keep happening. I just watched a challenge the other day of a guy just dancing in the street while a car is like moving behind him and it just ran over his ankle because he's just not paying attention because he's in the middle of the fucking street. It's like, dude. Good grief. Or or a guy, uh, the one that goes wrong all the time is somebody using a blowhorn or a bullhorn in people's ears I saw some big guy just slam some guy to the ground and just held him there and just screamed at him. It's like, dude, dude, you're going to blow my eardrum out. I will kill you. What's wrong with you? Like, we're just, we're fucked as people, man. And again, back to, like, the kids. You look around, it's like, what do, what are their role models? Because their role models are just shit. It's all these, like, what do they call those people? The, like, the Instagram and YouTube people? The influencers? uh, Influencers, Yeah. that's their celebrities that's their people they look up to it's terrible
1: there's not a good don't get me wrong there are some influencers who are amazing but again a lot of the times they get um you know uh pushed aside because if you're talking about anything positive um most of the time it gets you get silenced you get like that was it shadow in a shadow ban in a way. Yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah. Um, on social media, your stuff does not get shown. That like the, the the algorithm is very interesting. It's, it's very interesting. It's a rat race. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, I agree with a lot of that of what you said.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's. Um... I don't know. It's, it's like, again, someone told me like, just like, cause I, we were just having, going back and forth with different conversations that were bugging us and or topics and things. And it was just like, like, yeah, you, you can't, you gotta care about certain part, like certain things in your life. There's certain topics, certain things that you can only focus on. Because if you really spread your mind thin with all these other subject matters that are going on, you're going to go crazy because you're not going to know where to start. And so Like when I start to see all this stuff with Trump now, the new shit of just him going to prison and all, I don't care whether he does or doesn't. And it's not, I I didn't vote for anybody, but it's like, I don't, I don't care. Because like, even if I, even if I do care, I don't have enough energy left to care about it to where I can actually put real thought into it and actually have an intelligent conversation about it. If it's like behind the scenes with you or somebody, sure. But like actually put it out to the world or, you know, I think about it on a daily basis. I, I don't, I don't care enough. I don't have enough energy left for it because I'm, I'm focused on so many other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, well,
1: okay, piggybacking off of that, what are some of the ways you cope with your disability?
0: Um, Again, it varies on days. So like, because I've, the last few days have been good eye days, it's, it's easier. Uh, I remember being at bowling last night, and I was having a shitty bowling. And I've just been going, I've been going to the shitter with bowling, but like I remember just looking at and seeing things, and I'm like, "This is good. Like I'm good with this." Now, mind you, the the pins are still blurry, but I'm not like looking at it like that. Like I've never, I've said this before. I've never ever said like, "Give me like if what if I pray or anything." I've never said, "Give me back my vision." I just said, "Let me maintain what I have, um, mm-hmm. what, my good." Uh, my good for most people sucks, but for me when it's not fluctuating over and over because the fluctuation is the most frustrating part it's you know especially when I've with these dumb lashes, sometimes it's like I'm afraid to close my eyes because if I close them maybe one of these lashes will grow and, and they'll scratch or they'll rub and then all of a sudden I gotta reset again and maybe that'll take three days to come back um but like for, for the bad days yeah it's it's hard to cope in it because and I've known this with a bunch of, and I'm sure you go through it, uh, Bear, with the whole like when your vision is starting when you're having shitty days, sometimes you you start to think, oh, this is it, it's never coming back, this is my new normal, um, like I, I'm not, I'm never getting back to where I want, and you have to, you have to try to cope with your new norm, even though it's not, but you you're starting to go down that road mentally. Um, and you start to say like oh like this is like I'm fucked like this is I gotta now my eyes are so blurry to light like what am I gonna do can I work anymore can I do like you start you start going down a whole road of, of things that like you shouldn't have even be thinking about um, and so yeah like to cope with it you have to try to find things to like I, I try to multitask especially like if I'm, I can't use my vision as much try to use, you know listen to podcasts and if I can play some games on my phone or you know, what I try to distract myself and I try to keep myself going and remind myself of how many times I've been through this um, and just and find the things to hold on to. Um, like, you know, like for me with this procedure, like I feel like I'm getting closer, but like hold on to that, you know, that that small bit of light, like, well, maybe this can change all that. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it definitely, it, it, it takes you for a loop. Um, but yeah, how do you deal with it?
1: Oof. Oh goodness! Do I really cope though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Do I cope though? Um, you know, you know, honestly, like, obviously, you know that, like, I'm a Christian, so I pray a lot, um, and just like seek. How do I put this? Just prayer, and then like also just. Talking to other people, I know you're probably gonna be like, you don't talk to me, but
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody about Like
1: just getting, like just days that like it's really like like you were saying, it's really hard, and you kind of just want to wallow in it. But then some days you just have to say like out loud, yeah, you know, I don't care if we sound like weird. You just say, no, not today, not doing this today. <laughs> and I say it all the time, like I'm not doing this today. Like I was like. I'll try to like just do other things to get my mind off it, whether it's video games or um, listening to like an audiobook, something just to get my mind off of, you know, just negative think, especially like on bad eye days. Bad eye days, I'm not, I'm listening to audiobooks, right. I'm not watching anything because that would remind me, um, you know, oh, my eyes are crappy today like no i'm gonna do something else but then again sometimes you just have to feel you just have to allow yourself to go through it and you just can't sit in it that's one of the things like if you've been disabled for a long time like well i can't speak for everyone else for myself i have to not sit in it if i sit in it too long then i'm spiraling and then that's like the whole day shot for me but
0: yeah well and then so this was No, I was just gonna say, but like at the same time, because again, I always consider my mental health as as another disability. There's many days where I'm having these bad eye days, and I'm like, can you just give me a good eye day, and I'll be happy. And then I'll have a good eye day, and I'm still not happy. So there's other ways of coping with that too, because it's just like okay, I'm having a good eye day. Again, like I said, my good eye days are better or nowhere near as good as you know majority of people. Um, But they're good for me. I feel good. Um, because it does strip my confidence when my vision is so fluctuating and blurry and and, and like especially when the sensitivity to the light. Um, but yeah, like when the mental health stuff kicks in, like there's times where like I've had to say out loud, like TJ, for fuck's sake, like really, all right, enough, like seriously, like I'm, I'm, I'm literally sitting in my kitchen and I'm just like just pissed at myself because no matter what I do, my mind will wander off to something negative, and it's just like, and it'll bring up things that, like, I'm not even considering. There's nothing, it's just a random thought of just like, well, you know, that surgery's not going to work. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Go away. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you real quick because that kind of goes into the next question. Oh, shit. Before you answer that. Look at, th- look at okay. this. Who's
0: this new host? I'm quitting.
1: <laughs> Hold on. So, this is the question. When you're starting to feel doubt, um, what are some of uh, the things that you recall uh, happened, uh, sorry, happening that got you back on your path? Uh,
0: see, that's easier to do more recently because, I mean, I, a lot of times I feel was, for a long time I was just lost. I've said this, you know, again, I, I know I say a very a lot of dark things, but there was at least a five-year period where I was only alive because I didn't want my mother and grandmother to find me. Uh, I felt like I was only alive for them because I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I just was floating. I was just there. Um, and it's weird because when some people say, like, hey, you doing, TJ? Sometimes I've always just said, like, yeah, I'm floating. And I never really thought, like, what that meant. I just said it because it just sounded okay, I guess. It just sounded like it just came out of my head and or came out of my mouth from my head. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm floating. And I guess the way I could, like, interpret that is just like, well, I... I'm above water. Like I'm here. I'm alive. I'm I'm not happy, but I'm not drowning. And drowning is where that was my normal for a while. I was just drowned. Like I just was, you know, I couldn't breathe because my anxiety wouldn't let go. Um. So I'm sorry, read that question again.
1: Okay. So this is the question. When you started to feel doubt.
0: Oh, how do I cope with it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, basically, how did you get yourself back on track?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, now that I've, I'm starting to find a real purpose, or at least I think I am, um, I, I try to, again, like I said, with some of the things I said earlier with multitasking and stuff, but I can talk to a lot of people who have also, who are going through it. Um, and it does help me. Obviously, helping people is always helps me. Um, so that's always something I, I I definitely look forward. I always try to check on other people when I'm going through my shit too and if I'm not, then I'm grateful that I'm not. Um, but yeah, I try to find things just little things, whether it's podcast or audiobooks, music or movies or whatever. Um, but a lot of times, like I said, because I've, I'm become so experienced at this now with this mental health shit, it, it, the days don't turn into weeks and turn into months anymore. Usually it's it's a quick 24 hour turnaround at, at most. Um, you know, like I look at it kind of like how, like if, if, you know, you get in an argument with your mother and you're like, she just puts you on punishment or she says something to you that it hurts your feelings and you're mad at her and you're like, I'm never talking to that bitch again. And then like three hours later, she's like, you want pancakes, dear? And you're like, God damn it. I are supposed to be mad at you. And so it's like, <laughs> that's kind of how I look at with my mental health. It's like, I feel like I'm, I'm in it and I'm like, Oh, I'm just never coming out of this. And then like, I wake up the next morning and I'm smiling. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? You start to look at yourself in the mirror like, am I crazy? I guess it's like, yeah. am, I, am I bipolar? Like, why am I happy? Like, nothing really has changed. My situation, for the most part, is the same. But you're able to fight it off. And, and again, but I also don't look at it like it's necessarily wrong either because there's, there's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with being frustrated when you have real things to be frustrated about. So you also have to kind of appreciate those days because some of those days are therapeutic. You just, sometimes you, sometimes you just kind of get overloaded with information and, and, and just sadness and you just, you don't deal with it. You just put it somewhere and then you just implode. So sometimes you just need a day to be home and just be like, well, what'd you do today? Nothing. Sat on the couch and just in my head screamed at myself. It's like, good enough for me. I'm happy now, so I guess I worked.
1: I don't think a lot of people allow themselves rest because it's. I think we're in a society where you have to be like, go, 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 go. Um, especially, like, people in our age range. It's, it's always been like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta got go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Um, and then we're doing the burnout and just so much stuff. Sometimes you just need to sleep. You know, I'm an advocate for sleep.
0: <laughs> Koalas usually are. <laughs> and just
1: rest and just you know, just not having to do anything. now you can't do that every day, but like, you know, sometimes you gotta allow yourself and not feel guilty about it. Um But yeah. No, so I'm sure. gonna ask you But yeah, no the last week. thing I'll
0: say to that is just like you have to kinda of treat your mind like like something that needs to be charged. You just take yeah. it home and you just set it on the charger and you just let it there because you just you know, whether if you're using your brain too much, um, you get you know, it gets goes overboard and you're just you're you're whatever. You start hyperventilating, you start fucking just getting heated, your anxiety kicks in. There's so many things that can happen. You get depressed and 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 then you just explode on somebody verbally or, or just whatever. You do something out of character. So it's good to kinda just set your mind at home and you know, that's why like sometimes like we we, we tend to like, oh what'd you watch? And it's like, Well I watched this movie and it's like, well, that's a dumbass movie. I like, yeah, because I needed something stupid to watch. Like, I didn't want to <laughs> think. I didn't want to watch a whole series where I had to be on the edge of my seat and I had to think who the killer was. I don't want to think. I just want to watch Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock because it's a stupid movie. It's a fun movie. It's a good, bad movie. And I don't have to really think who the killer is. I know who the guy is. And I, I just got to see, how do they get out of this? Oh, okay, clearly it's just an easy plot. You just got to get off the damn bus. Easy. My brain doesn't, I don't have to use it. And I could just turn it off. Sometimes I don't even look at the movie. I just leave it there and I'll play a game on my phone. It's just background noise. It's just keeping my mind just on a lower level. And you know the rest of it is just charging. Just rebooting. I honestly, I thought you
1: were going to say Blue Streak. The uh, Ghost with Martin
0: Lawrence. Yeah, Martin Lawrence, Dave Chappelle's in that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's another one. But I, again, honestly, that movie doesn't even really hold up for me anymore. I used to love that when I was a kid, but yeah, but things like that, yeah, just stupid movies where they have plots where, like, if you start to go like, well, how does like how do you get a fake ID and how do you fake like fool a whole police department to thinking you're a cop even though you're a criminal that just got out of prison? And why are you always getting caught trying to go up in the vents? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he has a diamond in there. Oh, he'll get that diamond, and then all of a sudden he gets the diamond. Spoiler alert: if anybody hasn't seen this movie, and you know, at the end he gets his diamond, he goes across Mexico, gets the criminal, and then gets to just leave. And he gets to even shake the cop's hand, and they they revealed that he was a criminal, and it's like, oh, you got us. Uh, keep your diamond. Goodbye. It's like, yeah, the whole stoop. The movie is just terrible. Like the plot <laughs> is awful, but it's like it's on. You're like, yay. <laughs> so yeah good but that's that's what you need you don't need a lot of thinking sometimes sometimes you just gotta you gotta put that shit up on the charger and just go somewhere go take a shower and you know somebody asks you a question you may have a really dumb answer for it because your mind isn't you know fully charged yet so yeah
1: I think you might have answered this earlier but I'll ask the question anyway um how do you feel that your disability uh, has helped others like other people around you? Um, I guess it was more on a personal level this time um, and not like listeners, but like, I guess friends, family, you know, coworkers.
0: Yeah. See, I think some of that's like, like inner strength to me is like one of the most beautiful things. I think it, it, it's very infectious when someone is strong and not like, I always say I hate people who wear shirts to say, like, I'm a survivor. It's like, if you're a survivor, we fucking know. We can feel and see your scars, even if they're on the inside. And, um, yeah, I mean, someone who's worked with other people with disabilities and, and have been around them, and just, it, it's amazing to always try to incorporate and, and, and add them to the situation and find what their strengths and their weaknesses are and just, you know, put in the spotlight what those... Those strengths are and just go, okay, so your strength is, and I always go to like my friend, John Holland, who I've never had on the show, but he's a person I care about. And he has one of his arms is, is shorter than the other. It's kind of like against his um, body. Like it's really short. He's only got a couple fingers on it and he can barely use it. He can use it to like, if you sit something like, it's almost like a, a pedestal in a way where he can use his hand, but you got to like set it on there. But his other arm extends like a regular arm. And, but he's also legally blind. And I've seen him do things. I've seen him lift 70-pound bins over his head. Does he do it fast? No. But if you take someone's arm away from them and you take their most of their vision away from them, where are you at? I wouldn't be the same person. I wouldn't be the same worker that I am. I wouldn't be as fast as I am. And I know that. So I realized and I But I, I took what he did and he, I respected it. I'm like, wow, like you earned my respect by just doing that because like you don't have to do this, dude. I can get you something else to do. And... Um, and, and I, and I've been around others and I, I know mine is the same way for others. Cause some people, you know, will come into, you know, close contact with me and I'll do something and it's just like, they end up forgetting that I have a vision problem because I don't, I, I try not to let it bother me. Um, I try to show real strength and try to do things and, um, you know, for the people that I've, I've heard from I'm like, yeah, it helps them to appreciate what they have because you just, you don't understand like your, your mindset is always going to be, how do I do this with vision? If you have full vision, uh, you, you don't have a concept. Um, and, that, you know, there are people that try and they put on blindfolds and they do things that, you know, you know, give them a learning lesson and open their eyes to it. But most people don't, most people are just kind of ignorant and they don't, they don't think and they just, they, they make decisions and they tell people what they can and can't do and, and they Create more limitations for them when they don't need to, because their life is already limited in a lot of ways. So, you know, I found out my like one limitation that I have to to accept is I can't drive. Do do I want to accept that? No, but I also know could I force myself to get myself down the street, like on a on a you know, on a, in a car, sure, or a moped or something. Yeah, I could definitely do it. But do I want to put anybody at risk? No. So it's like, you have to understand what your risk, you have to understand everything that comes with it, pros and cons with everything. And so um, I just have to find an alternate route, but it also makes me realize like, okay, like sometimes it humbles me because the disability always does. It humbles me, not just other people. It makes me go like, shit, like, okay, I can't do it this way. How can I do it? All right. Like I've had many times where I've been sitting on my couch and my TV's across the room and I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. And I'm like, you dumb fuck. Like, you can't see from back here. Why are you over here? Go over there. And I laugh about uh, it. Like, it's not even a sad thing. Know, I know some people might think that, especially people people care about me, will go, that's sad. And honestly, no. yeah, I'm, I'm not like that with that stuff. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No,
1: I'm just saying, like, I'm laughing with you because I've done that before. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought you could see. That's cute. <laughs> But like you kind of have to just laugh and laugh it off, honestly. Because like I'll do things and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see this. But, Like you know, but then I will just laugh. Like I, I'm like looking at my team, Like just now, I'm sitting here looking at my team. I would have to go and stand near that thing. Like, i like, it just it, it just makes me laugh just yeah. thinking about that. Just some of the stuff that I have done.
0: But yeah, you gotta learn, you getting You gotta learn and and constantly adjust and, and try to better yourself i think everyone just gets to a place where it's like no i'm not I'm, I'm 50 i'm not bettering myself like why you're not perfect none of us are never none of us will be but try to get as close to it as you can i mean i'm trying to do better for myself health-wise and and uh, just in life and i can't get complacent and just go like ah you know you got this you're good now no because everything life just shifts all the time so um uh, but yeah Back to the question, like I said, I, I, I definitely think I impact people and I affect people in that way around me because it's, you know, you have to, you have to take a situation and understand like, you know, what it is, what's going on and, and how this person does it. I, I've see people with less vision than me. I see people with, with other disabilities and I go like, it's fucking amazing what they can do. I don't like it, it's, I don't, I don't even think like, oh, I don't know how I could do it. I just know like, Okay. You know, because they used to say that it, like, at one point dolphins could like walk on land and then eventually like there was so much water that they just had to like grow fins and they just started swimming. It's like I look at it like that where it's like, OK, like shit just happens to us and somehow we just have to adjust. And that's why I've always used that whole analogy as people with disabilities are like, you know, like this country is like um, for people with disabilities it's like a house with no doors or no windows, but we have to find a way in. And, and it's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like, there's a fucking chimney. We're climbing through that. You know, whatever it is, we'll break down the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Like, we'll do something. We're going to find a way in. I don't know how. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to because we have to. We have no other choice. It's not built for mm-hmm. us. It's ne- it never will be. Or at least I don't think it ever will be. So, and we're a hard community to accommodate. It's easy to accommodate black people. It's easy to accommodate gay people because it's, it's, it's color, it's sex. And, but like with disabled people, there's so many different variants of us that you can't just accommodate the blind and just go, well, that's good enough. No, because that doesn't accommodate Mm -hmm. most of us. It only accommodates a percentage of us. So,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know how you're coming up with these questions, but they are good. (laughs)
1: Um, I like this one. Um, What is the most surprising thing uh, that you've learned from the podcast?
0: Um, Let's see. I mean, I definitely learned a lot about myself. Just, you know, again, if I had to tap into a lot, because I've, you know, when I first started doing this, I really did write down questions and I don't anymore. I realized like empathy and understanding is, 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 like, understanding is, is like, so important because I'd, I'd never really, after doing that one with my, my aunt who survived the Hiroshima bombing, and I just asked the one question I asked her was, you know, when you, when you moved to New York and you married into the family, you were there in New York, so that means you saw 9-11. Like, what was that like for you? As a person who ran from a bomb when you were a child, you were also there to witness, you maybe didn't, you know, you weren't a participant, or you weren't any you didn't, anywhere around the towers, but you got to see it, and you were close enough by to to, uh, to feel the impact. And and I didn't know she lost somebody in the towers. I just asked her a question okay. randomly. All the other questions I had written down, except that one, and it ended up being the best question I could have asked her because it turned into another story. So then, from that day on, I was just like, why am I why am I asking questions? I'll just talk to people. I'll get a little feel for who they are, understand their story a little bit, but a lot of these people, I don't know anything about them um, other than, you know, their disability and just little little pieces. But then I get to know them and we just kind of, I've just freestyled, the whole, like this whole thing. I didn't, like, I don't even remember any of these questions. I remember writing them down when you're saying them, but I, I didn't, like, look them over. That's why she started correcting them because I was just writing them down how people sent them to me. And um, so I learned a lot about, like, me and, and like, techniques and uh, just learning to appreciate me and 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 uh, you know you know, I understand life a little more and I like life a little more um you know I, I didn't like I said I didn't have a real thought going into this whole podcast thing I really didn't I was just like I didn't even think it was going to go three years is ridiculous because I would never been this consistent um I just said okay I got 12 ideas I'm going to put it to paper or put it to the microphone and we're just going to do it and I I you know, this is before I even really had a microphone. I was talking into my phone. I mean, it was ghetto as shit for one of the podcasts. I literally did a, I uh, put my phone on speaker and recorded it through voice messages on my iPad one time. Like, I didn't have a real thought of how I was doing any of this. I was just winging it. And <laughs> now I have, you know, over $1,000 equipment and I'm on a phone with my friend and we're just talking and doing a podcast. So, I'm, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I learned a lot of just more about myself than anything. Just, you know how strong I am and and, um, you know, how just it's great to just, you know, you know, and, and to be less, honestly, one thing I learned is to be less selfish because just, because sometimes we tend to, we're so bent on trying to get our own story out there. And we're so like, look at me because I'm tired of no one staring at me. I'm never the person that you would pick to play games. You know, I'm always a person you look, I'm I'm always, you know, looked over and, and passed over. And so you, you, you tend to just be like, come on, me, 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 me. And, and you you get very selfish. And, and, and you don't think about other people's feelings. But if you have a real care for it, and, and you, you know, I've always, you know, I, I have a dark sense of humor. I joke about everything, including being visually impaired, including being white or a man or any of the fucking things that I am. Um, But I, I also am sad when I see people get bullied. I am sad when things happen to others, and I just go, like, it's awful. Like, I I wish that didn't happen to them. Like, there's a part of me that wish I could just take on everyone's disability right now and just expire so everyone else can just be happy. Um, But, you know, I know that's not realistic, and that would also suck. But, yeah, I learned a lot just to just be more... I mean, patience has always been my problem. just trying to just appreciate and and, and take a look at others and, and, you know, realize that, like to get these done I need other people so I have to count on people and when you get screwed over by so many people in your life you have a distrust for them so I've had to try to trust people which is not easy
1: yeah okay let's see let's see what do I want to ask? okay um what would you say to your younger self to prepare him for what's to come
0: Um, wow, I was about to say really offensive things. I forgot I was recorded. Um, what would I say to my young self? No, I, I think, yeah, it's really, it's really hard because it, it, man, I was such an innocent child. Like, there's nothing that's going to prepare yourself for being molested or bullied or any of that shit. So that stuff happens to me, whatever. But like the, the visual impaired thing is like, there's nothing that could prepare you for that. It just, it happens. And then you're, you're just, you're fucked. But like, I always said, like I was, I was like the worst case scenario in so many different ways, school, especially early on. And just being in the hospital, like I'm the typical, you know, that, that antic of you go in for one thing and you come out with another. And I went in with an ear infection, came out legally blind. Um, I mean, yeah, it took a week, but essentially that's what happened. Um, and so yeah i i don't know exactly verbatim how i would say it but it it just tried to prepare that young me for how hard things got because i was so innocent i was really i mean the irony is i was so big into cars i, I loved cars and i loved um you know the the models and the the emblems and i i just i knew what they were just looking at the body shape and all that and um and I was just, again, was so innocent. Even when I was in the hospital, there was this friend. I wish I remembered his name, but his, his he ended up dying. He, become, he became a good friend of mine in the hospital when I was four. He was around the same age. And, you know, I'm sitting there playing with my toys, and I'm all bandaged up and scarred and, and just bleeding and all these things. And I'm just smiling and playing with my toys and just innocent. Like there's no, there's nothing. Like there's, I don't, see, even though horrible shit is happening to me currently, I don't see it. I can't even see what's coming down the pipe and it's already horrible. And then, you know, and then you get to school and then, you know, you get bullied, molested and all these fucking things happen to you and you're like, "Jesus." And that's the stuff that really scarred me that I didn't ever thought about because it, and I and I always feel bad cuz I always feel like I'm I'm telling my, I'm like I'm I'm blaming my mother for this because I use her words when she says, "Hey, listen to the adults. What they say matters." And when I listened to adults, all they did was treat me like shit. And, you know, they are the ones that made me sit in my own feces and wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. You know, shit like that. Those were adults. I had many adults tell me I wouldn't be anything because I'm blind. Um, and, you know, why even try to get into a good high school? And to the point where I started repeating when when I actually had someone, Miss Robbins, who gave a shit about me, um, you know, have connections and actually get me into a good high school, I said verbatim, just about every word that those people repeat, you know, just beat into me that I was useless. And I'm, why would I go to a non visual impaired school? Because I won't fit in. I'm, I'm not smart. I'm just stupid and, you know, worthless and all these things. And, of course, it was the worst thing, you know, the most wrong I was about anything in my life. And obviously this person, you know, been on the podcast and someone I love and I mentioned many times. But, like, she she gave up a lot just to get me into a good school, and um, she put her reputation on the line for me, which I will always love her for. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, all you could do is for my younger self is just prepare that person just to know, like, you have to say, you know, stay strong because you know. I remember a kid in high school said to me, like, um, I forget her name too, but she she was, just, and she and you, the weird weird part is when she said this, she wasn't being a dick, but it's a dick thing she said. She's like, I don't, I don't. I don't fuck with TJ because I think he's going to be the white kid that's going to shoot up the school. And she was black for the conversation. But, um, and she wasn't, the thing is she wasn't halfway wrong because I had so much anger and I had so much rage in me because of everything I listened to my mother, everything was wrong. And everybody who just fucked me over just hurt me. So I just wanted to, other people to feel it. But I was also a pussy of a kid. I never, it's part of why I didn't do drugs or didn't do anything. It, it helped me. But I didn't like. I was afraid to speak up. I was afraid to do anything. Um, if I did, if I had access to guns at that time, I don't think I still would have done anything. Only, be, I mean, it would have had it would have had to get pushed even further because my dad did teach me a lesson of, of you know what guns can do, and and so I did have that at an early age. But I, I did have the rage. I did have the sadness. So it, it, it's you know the only thing I can do is prepare myself and tell that person like, hey man, you gotta. Stay strong and, 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 you know, point out things that could happen and just how to prepare for it. Because there's really not much you can do. And at the end of the day, also, at the same time, you could play that out 10 times and it can play out 10 different ways. So it's hard to really say, hey, you know, getting bullied and spit on and things thrown at you like, hey, take it this way. Because there might be one of those 10 ways where I do shoot up a school. So, you know, I'm not. I'm not that ignorant to not think that so um but yeah you could just give the best advice you can and hope to god they listen but I was a very young naive kid so it depends on when I said it I might have listened um but maybe not
1: but in your situation it's hard because you like everything started for you as like at a very very young age whereas for me um I was in my 20s, so it's not like, I it, guess it's, it's just a little different. Um, would I have believed myself if I, like, or would it have scared me? Like, I don't know what I would have said to myself, like, hey, like, you know, this is going to happen, like, or don't do this, or, you know, just, I don't know, because it's, it's, it's different for when you're, like, a child and it happens to you, because, like, what do you say to a child? Now, an adult, like a 20-something-year-old, yeah, there's a. There was a, probably a easier chance of me like listening and just kind of just telling myself, you know, it'll get better. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough, but you know, it gets better. But there's gonna be you know, um, hard days, tough days, but you know, yeah. you'll make it through. Like I know that sounds so cliche and stuff, but
0: no, no. I
1: think that's what I told myself like hey you're gonna there's gonna be people that come into your life who you know yeah there's gonna be crappy people but there's also gonna be like people who truly care about you and want to see you do well and will help you get through this time
0: yeah well, i also I think
1: that's what i would to myself you
0: know i also look at like I, I i prefer what i went through over what you went through in the sense not not necessarily like all of what happened but just At the time because I know how bad my anxiety is as an adult and I know what anxiety is. I know too much. So like Mm -hmm. back then I think what what was keeping me smiling, even through all the pain, especially when I was in the hospital is the fact that I didn't really know what was going on. It hurt. I cried, you know, sure. I was mad, but I also like, I didn't know what was happening to me. You could have told, you could have told me anything. You could have said, Hey, here's some magic dust and this will go away tomorrow. And I would have believed it. So, you know, because I didn't know much, yeah, it made it scary. But if I knew more, it would have made it even scarier. Because it could have, it should have killed me. And it could have. So, you know, if I knew what death was, that would have scared me. So, um, I also, you know, again, it's not even a comparison. I just, as far as just the time when it happened to both of us, I probably would have rather had it as a kid than an adult. Because, yeah, like when you're an adult, like you now know what all this shit is. You now can Google what this shit is. You can look at images and go, oh my God, and compare it to things It might not even be what that is, but the internet will tell you what it is and it might be something else. You might think it's cancer or something. Um, so, yeah. This
1: is why we do not Google um, any type of medical condition unless you're doing research. Um, if you have any symptoms, do not Google or you'll end up with cancer or like some um, disease that has not been around for thousands of years because google will try to you know please
0: yes every time WebMD yeah. is the devil
1: oh gosh, no you never ever 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 webmd anything it'll start out like allergies. next thing you know it's like you have cancer of the nostril yeah no thank
0: you, you just, no thank you <laughs> yeah you put like coughing and anal leakage in it order to say oh, you have AIDS're like Jesus Christ I thought it was just the flu it's I'm like nope it's like oh dude like and, and you know and I'm exaggerating but it's not that far off like it's not hard you know it's kind of like when you Google like 10 things eventually you're gonna land on porn like you eventually are gonna land on cancer on WMB uh, WebMD you're eventually going to get to cancer or something in that realm because It just seems like they're all connected.
1: Like you have polio, you have like it's just you have the
0: bubonic plague. Exactly, you got some shit Edgar and Poe created. It's like Jesus, what is this? It's a matter of
1: okay. Oh, I like this one. Um, How is your new diet actually making you feel?
0: Um. So again, I haven't talked about it too much on here, but yes, I have been dieting and. Not dieting in the sense to lose weight because I'm a person. At my highest, I was like 171. I'm around 165, 170 now, and um, you know, and I'm five nine, so like I'm not I'm not a big guy. Um, I've been going to the gym a few times a day. Um, but one of the one of the main reasons, I mean, the main reason why I do any of this shit is for like mental clarity because I'm, I'm mentally like my brain fog is something that I've had in the last few years that I just, I'm so frustrated by. I've tried so many different supplements um, from the high, the top brands out there. I've spent hundreds and probably close to probably a couple thousand now from all the supplements and everything that I've bought over the last three years. It's probably in the thousands now. Uh, I'm not proud of that. I just, I mean, I'm proud of the fact that I'm, I'm on a journey and I'm trying so there's that. I'm not I'm just not proud of the money I've spent. It's not a brag thing. Um, and so you know, one of the things I landed on is a matcha tea, which I really like. I think that definitely helps me with my mental clarity. Um, but like, yeah, I've been trying to eat better. I've been going to the actual like healthy section, the healthy choice meals, and just getting stuff with like broccoli and, and you know, um, just trying to find things I like. Uh, it, it's a real frustration because I've I, there's just one brand that came out. I think it's called. Uh, Drink Circle, but it's like C I R K A L something like that, and it's this brand that like is making water good, where they they put these little like uh, filters in, and you can just turn it from like zero to nine. Zero is just water, and nine is like the strongest sugary shit you'll ever taste. But it's all water. It's just something that I don't know how they do it, but it's all healthy. And every one of them I hate because they taste like ass. Like they're they're all terrible. And for the record, I hate water. I can't stand the taste of water. Um, But so, like now, mainly what I drink now, besides matcha tea, I drink a lot of like unsweetened teas. Like I've cut back on my sugar entirely. Um, I barely intake much sugar at all. Uh, And I've tried to cut back on fried foods and all that. And so, a long way to get to what the question here, but I'm trying to do better for myself. I'm trying to just make my body feel healthier. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and just go like, wow, I feel amazing because I don't. I feel okay. Do I feel better? Yeah. Um, Do I like miss the things that I love like pizza and shit, which I still eat. I just, you know, I just don't have it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I was at Olive Garden today, um, but I didn't, I actually didn't get anything bad. I got some chicken, grilled chicken margarita thing with broccoli and, you know, but I am a I am a slut for breadsticks, so I have to have breadsticks, and but I had a lot of salad and stuff, and but I'm just I'm doing a lot better, but I don't feel like, and maybe it's just a long term plan. It's just maybe you don't feel that good right away, but yeah, I don't feel as good as I would like to. Um, I wish I felt better, honestly, especially mentally. Um, but you know, I, I can't give up on it. I just, you know, it, it's a frustration. It's a, such a struggle because there's so many of these healthy things that like promote this and for protein and, that, and then, it tastes like ass. Like it's awful. <laughs> just, what, what stuff are you eating? Because like there's
1: stuff that I'm eating. It's like, you know, it actually tastes like real food. Like well, I'm trying to figure out which Well, What depends? It like I said, like.
0: like- so like the white cheddar mac and cheese I get with the broccoli, that really healthy, that, that's delicious. There's some stuff, I'm not saying all of it. But like, so like, for instance, like I love chips. I'm a chip person. I'm not much of a sweet person, but I like chips. I like Doritos and things like that. And so I found these like popular, popular brand called Protein Puffs. Now that sounds like ass just hearing that. But they have all these <laughs> flavors like baked pizza and chive and sour cream. And, and like as soon as you open the bag, you're like, this is gross. And then I bite into them and like the pizza one, I'm like this, they can't mess this up. There's no way, like I'm not going to, it's not going to taste like a cheese it or whatever, a combo or something. It's not going to taste like that. I know, but it's like a little cheese puff that has like a baked pizza flavor. Okay. This should be relative. Like I'm not asking for much. Like I'm really not. I swear to God, I'm not asking for Doritos or anything. I'm asking just be halfway decent. Don't smell bad and don't taste bad, but it, okay. If you smell awful, at least taste good. And no, they taste awful. Like it's just I bought twelve. I bought twelve bags because you can only buy them in bulk. So I got twelve of these small bags, and I like after eating two flavors, I just threw all the other ten away. I didn't even open them because I know because I tried two flavors that I w- I should like. So I'm like, nope, fuck it, I'm done. And it, same with those water things. I got. I mean, I I spent like that 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 bill was like fifty some dollars, and I just ended up throwing it all away because I was like, I, I tried them all but it, it's awful. Like I'm not going to like force myself. So like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm getting like snack bars and things. Uh, I really like protein bars and stuff. And I got, you know, I'm, I'm eating like peanut butter and jelly, but like on it like low bread, which honestly doesn't really take much of a difference as far as the bread goes. Um, you know, and I'm eating certain dinners, just a lot of these frozen dinners that are healthy and, and, like I said, I've cut back on, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I had a brisk tea. And for most people who know me, I love brisk tea, but I I have it's been months. I barely get soda. And even when I do, I usually get like Sprite. Um, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a Coke or a Pepsi. Like it's been months. I haven't had any in 2023. Um, So, and it's just like, so yeah, am I doing better? Yes. Do I feel, I, I just, I want the results to feel. It's like going to the gym. Like you want to go. Like you know, how many people would actually spend more time in the gym if, like, a month in you just like actually gained some muscle or you lost some weight? But it doesn't happen like that. So I'm I'm hoping that it's just a, it's just a slow burn. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be more fit and everything. But yeah, it it it's I'm not gonna sit here and just tell everybody like, oh my God, I feel like a better me. No, I feel okay. I feel better. Just it's not like life changing. And a lot of times I give in. I go, you know, dude, like, the best thing I had in the last three weeks is a fucking cheesesteak. I want another one. Because it's delicious. And any of these yeah. cheese puffs and things, they like, even the good stuff that I like, it's like, yeah, it's fine, but it doesn't fill me. I have a, like, I'm not a big person, but I have a big person appetite. So sometimes I have to, like, you know, really accommodate that. And so, again, I've been doing smoothies and things with yogurt. And, like, I never thought I would ever buy almond milk or greek yogurt. Like I oh,
1: ne- milk is delicious.
0: You know, see, I don't, I don't necessarily like it, but it, it but it, again, I never thought I would even buy it. Um I'm buying like athletic greens and all these different supplements and shit and I'm I'm just like, man, I'm not enjoying food like I used to. But there's some stuff out there that is good and um you know, I recommend trying to be. I I think I think you got to put an effort in. That's the thing. Some people are just so lazy. They don't even want to try to be um, healthy at all and and the older you get when you're young you could do whatever man you really can again some people have different genes I understand some people have bigger genes and it, they can't do that and they have diabetes and stuff but overall like you, when you're young you can bounce back from anything but you can't when you get older and you know and she's in koala years so she's like 84 but <laughs> it, it, in, in white years uh, 34 it's not old it's not young but it's like, eh. It's just like you have to start. You have to start to think about a plan before you hit forty, before you hit fifty. Like you have to start making up a plan. Like where do I want to go with this body? And um, I have a six pack, and I don't deserve it. So, and I'm, I've never. It's never been like, oh, I got this six pack. Ha! No, I don't deserve it. I don't know why I still have it. I don't deserve it. And um, I'm gonna try to hold on to it. But you know, it, it's it'll go away eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do believe you should try to be healthy, but does that mean become a vegan? No, it's whatever works for you. Like if you can't handle meat, you can't handle pasta, you can't handle certain things, then don't do it. But if you can, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, do I feel better? Yes. Do I feel like I want to feel? No.
1: I think one of the things is you have to realize it's not an overnight thing, which I think you do, but it's also a lifestyle change. Because a lot of people, you know, especially since we're still in the early stages of the year, um, you know, by now a lot of people started resolutions and stuff like that. They fell off and because it's, it's unrealistic. A lot of the goals that people set, but what a lot of people need to realize it's not an overnight thing. It is a lifestyle change. It is a long term lifestyle change. When you decide to make a lifestyle change, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard. Um, I went see, I wouldn't recommend like going out and buying like <laughs> buying like a bulk size of something that you have never tried because that's how you lose your money. But just small like little things like just switching over see, you don't like water. But just maybe like even just adding getting one of those like infusers and adding fruit to your water now don't get me wrong fruit is expensive um for a lot of people And some people don't have access to fresh fruit but frozen works very well um but even for me like I have to watch like my blood sugar and stuff I love sweets I'm not even gonna sit there and lie but I also know that I don't want to be um diabetic I don't want to be sick I don't want to be on insulin I don't want to be on like I don't want to add to like my existing health issues on on top of being like visually impaired no no can't do it (laughs) but um yeah like just small little changes and stuff like that yeah
0: sure what's next
1: let's see Uh, the. I'm trying to see, because you answered a lot of these questions. I know, like, that's a fuck. Um, I
0: should just I, I go on tangents, and then I realized, like, oh, you probably just crossed over into a couple.
1: Okay, so this one is, do you have a process for choosing guests? Um, Let's see. Oh, and is there a theme for each season?
0: Um, so I'll answer the second part first. So I, I didn't really... I, I technically had a theme kind of going into the second season where I, I wanted to focus, not primarily, but just partially, I wanted to f- focus on um, people who have impacted people with disabilities or like are affected by people with disabilities. Let's say parents or caregivers, whatever teachers, people that have, have done something. Um, Cause we all remember those who looked out for us and didn't care about what we were, or what we didn't have, uh, and especially then parents specifically how impacted they're the closest thing other than us to being impacted by the disability like they're the most impacted other than us and and so especially parents who have like special needs kids uh they don't get enough credit for what they do because their jobs are so tough um i mean you could say it's not a job but it is it's a job within being a parent. And, and um, and I know what my, my mom, or what my mom went through. So no, I don't really necessarily, necessarily have a theme. I just, I thought about that going into season two that I wanted to focus on that. Um, and then how do I like, how do I discover and find these people? Um, well, pod match, I, I talk about all the time. That's the place where I find most of my guests and, and the creator, um, he, he, reached out to me and said, Hey, like, I'm looking for consistent podcasters, You know, here's this site, and it's this great place where you can find people for many different ways, different reasons, different subject matters. Um, And I always type in, in the Explore tab, and I'll type in disability, disabled, or mental health, different things, and people will show up, and I go, wow, like, I like this person's story, and here you go. Uh, Social media is another one, Facebook groups. Um, Of course, there's people that I know. Um, Sometimes, you know, there's guests that I've had on the show, and they'll... uh, slide me a number and say, Hey, like you should reach out to my friend or somebody I went to school with. If they have this story. Um, you know, even like the one that just came out again, this is being done a couple, like maybe a month and a half before this episode comes out. But you know, when I had Joe's mom on and his dad on um, talking about his brother, Jordan, who's in special Olympics and stuff, you know, Joe has been my friend. I didn't know his mom was um, she, she was a participant and, in, and, in, in, really big into special Olympics. I knew he had an autistic brother, but you know, just because someone has someone like that in their family doesn't mean I necessarily need to tell the story. Um, and he just, he just said like, you know, my mom and dad both were really big into the special Olympics. And all of a sudden we're just on a treadmill talking and I'm like, Oh, well yeah, let me get her number and I'll both talk to her and you know, eventually met her and you know, I go to their house sometimes for dinner, but you know, um, that happens and it, sometimes, yeah, some things it's just word of mouth and it, it's, you know, for someone who's trying to find guests and again, it depends what your subject matter is, but yeah, pod match, there's a lot of apps, uh, sites like that. And then there's, um, there's social media, a lot of that. And again, social media, I hate, I wouldn't have social media if it wasn't for this stupid podcast. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I do it. Do you, so,
1: what would cause you to have to, I guess, turn away a guest or not interview somebody or not, like, keep their interview?
0: Well, I have a three vaulted episodes. Uh, one where a person hung up on me. Uh, another where I was crying my eyes out on New Year's. <laughs> and I forget what the third one is. Um, so I've, I've honestly... I've done very well with guests. I've found so many great people and I'm not just saying that cause I'm doing this and because they've, you know, they can hear this. No, I I've really found I, there really hasn't been anywhere. I'm like, ugh, like even the one that she hung up on me, like I was enjoying the episode. It just went left. Um, and then there was one person I told no, and it, and I feel sorry for her. And I, I, I need to, I keep saying this. I got to try to track her down on Facebook somewhere but I had to tell her no because she has mouth cancer and I couldn't hear She's just like it. She's just like, you know, like you can't hear anything. And I'm not making fun of that. Like it's awful. Cause I felt like I was being one of the people that's always judging her. And I would never do that. But like, I can't do an audio podcast with someone who can't speak. And it, it, again, I, I hate even saying that out loud and regardless if it's on a recording or not. I, it just in general, because I feel terrible for her, because I know what she had to, to have had to witness in her life. Um, and she hung up on me before I could actually ask her, like, hey, can you, how about your mom tell your story or something? Because someone told me, well, why don't you tell it? I'm like, but I don't have the feeling or emotion for it. It's not my story. And just reading it and then being visually impaired, having to stare at a screen the whole time and read this it, it wouldn't come off right. So I want someone who is close to her situation. So that's the only one that really was bad. Um, there's a few people that I was like, they kind of, we started something and I kind of had to go like, eh, I don't know if this is a good fit, but it's rare. Honestly, I've, I've, I would say 98% of the time it's good. So I've gotten very fortunate. I can't say that for other people. Cause I don't, I don't know, um, how people do it and they have their own way of doing it. I'm very like unfiltered and just let things be and let it come naturally and just get the full conversation out and people can fast forward if they get bored. Um, so, yeah.
1: Okay. Next question. Um, how important are animals in your life? Um, especially for like, because you do, I guess words would be battle with mental, um, health issues. So how important, you know, you have COVID, so
0: Yeah. My sweet boys, who's right here, big chunky boys, um, he's wagging his tail against me now. He knows I'm talking about him. <clears throat> um, yeah, but even before him, you know, I, and I, I've said this, I don't think I'll ever love anything in life more than Diva because she got me through some of the worst of times. Is bullet more loving than Diva? Yeah. But like it, what she got me through, I'll never like be able to repay back. Like I just, she got me through my suicide attempt. She got me through, um, Just all the days where I wanted to die. She got me through fucking health, like other health stuff. Eye stuff, you know, panic attacks. She got me through so many things. Surgeries. um, Got me through the move down here. Got me through just leaving the place that I called home for 20-some years. And and so much more. Um, Breakups and, and Lori dying and all these things. So I can, like, and animals like... Again, as I said many times, people have never. I've always had a very rough relationship with people, so I, I'm very distrusting of of humans. But animals, I've very, very, very rarely, like, seldomly, like, have had a bad interaction with animals. Um, and like, they are like my weakness when it comes to like when I go to someone's house. And again, this is gonna sound bad. I don't give a shit. I'm not a huge fan of children. Some of them are cute, but a lot of them aren't. And um, you might even be sitting one next to one right now that isn't. But when it comes to, like, going to someone's house and they have a newborn baby and they have a puppy, I'm running to the puppy every time. Like, I don't even care, like, if it's, like, I didn't, they weren't even welcoming me in their house. So, like, if it's, like, even implied, it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Like, I pissed off a guy with would would a service dog because I couldn't contain myself because he had a happy golden retriever. I know. It's not good. But... I love animals so much that it's like, it's just, they, they make me happy. They're very therapeutic, just touching them and just feeling their energy because I'm very big on energy and vibes and, and animals, especially dogs. Um, but cats too, um, just give off horses. Like they just give off good energy and you just feel like the innocence and and just, you know, the love that they can give you. And you just, it, it definitely, especially with my mental health, um, you know, if I didn't have Bullet, I don't know how much sadder I would be. I know I probably would be sad because he he helps a lot. Every time I come home and he's rolling over, and you've seen a video of him of just like as soon as I come home, he's just happy, showing his belly, and he's just rolling all over the place, and he's just like uncontainable because he's just like oh my god, he's back. And even in my worst health days or I well worst mental days, that just it just brings me back to happiness. So, um yeah. Animals are, and again, yes, this was my question, but you know, but I think it's important to talk about because animals have, you know, and have always been a sign of, of even, even like when I was in the hospital, nearly dying, like I had stuffed animals and I kept them close to me, um, so, and I always made sure you know I had something fluffy near me because it just it, it kept me feeling safe. Oh. Uh-huh.
1: I know you're like a cat person. Well, I know you like all
0: animals. I like all animals. Heard I
1: heard that, yeah. but um, can you see yourself with a dog? That's not part of the question. I'm
0: just asking that. I know, question. you're good. I told you you can ask whatever you want. Um, yeah, of course. I have you know, I've, I, I honestly, I saw a, a picture of a, a video. I mean, of a Pomsky, a Pomeranian Husky. It's like the size of a Pomeranian, but it's got like the body and the fluff and the face of a Husky. Because I love Huskies because they look like wolves, and Oh, it was so fucking cute. Oh, but a Husky or a Pomsky. So yeah, I just, honestly, the reason why I haven't even really tried is cause I just, I don't know if it would affect bullet or not. And I'm very loyal to him. So I don't want to like, it, 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 like if you ever saw Ace Ventura, pet detective, the first movie, when you go into his apartment and like he, he, I think it was, he whistles and then like 75 animals just come out of like a bookcase and a toilet and, like that's what my apartment would look like, like it would just be you know fucking monkeys and well, probably not monkeys, but like raccoons and squirrels, <laughs> like all kind of shit would just be coming out of everywhere. So, um, yes. I don't
1: know why that made me laugh because I pictured
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just me, except if mean, it's the same movie, except it's not him. It's not Jim Carrey. It's me. Oh
1: gosh. Okay. Okay, let's see. Okay, what is uh, what is one of the biggest obstacles you face on a daily basis?
0: Um. Yeah. So I kept again. That.
1: Besides, besides trying to pick out them. Yeah.
0: Besides trying to match like your hat. yourself. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. This. Yeah. She <laughs> likes to make fun of me, and she likes the the fact that bullet knocks them over. Um. No, I mean. <laughs> biggest struggle is just staying on the path not to be corny but it's just to constantly because when you don't feel like anything's moving in a forward motion like in a positive direction you think that you're going backwards you don't or or you're staying put and nothing and like it's the same thing when i said about the eyes where like you feel like oh your eyes are never coming back this is your new normal like you start to look at like okay this is, I'm not going anywhere. Life is just, this is just it. I'm not moving. Like, this is as far as I could take the podcast. This is as far as I can go as a person. Um, I'm never going to get married or I'm never going to find a girl. I'm never going to be happy. Um, and you have to kind of constantly bring yourself back around because I'm I'm always at war with myself. I'm always in in a struggle with me. That's why I said on that one episode where it's like, I feel like, there's been a bounty put on my head and there's always someone trying to take it off and it's me trying to take it off. But it's like, I feel like no matter where I'm at, there's always a part of me that just wants me dead or wants me sad, wants me mad, like never wants me content or happy with my situation and and never wants me to prosper or or push forward, just stay stagnant and staying the same. Um, And there's always this one part of me that just never wants to ever let go and never let me be who i want to be um and so you have to come out of your comfort zone you have to keep trying new things but yeah the hardest thing is just to stay on on the path because there's many times where i just feel like i'm i'm fa- i'm a failure and i'm never going to succeed and i'm never going to get i'm never going to prove to the people that i need to prove to or never uh never make people proud of me um you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's a huge inner monologue, a huge inner struggle with myself where I just want to be good. I want to, to be something. I don't necessarily need to be Judith human or someone on that level. I just want to make an impact and, and and do some good because I know there's a lot of people that need it. And I feel like if I have to be the sacrifice for that, that's fine. I just want to be able to execute it. And um I just, it, yeah, my biggest struggle is just getting out of my own fucking way and just allowing myself to just accept the scars and the, and the flaws and just go, okay, fuck it. Like this is it. Cause I never felt like I was good at anything. So I'm trying to figure out whatever it is I am good at and trying to be as honest as I can, especially with stuff like this, because I, I don't know any other way. Like I don't, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help people to to just be fake or, or to kind of hold back. So yeah, like I said, stay on the path.
1: Mm, that's a good one. Okay, this one is like this is not on the list, but this is me asking a more lighthearted question. Oh shit! Has there, has there been a time where being visually impaired has gotten you out either out of trouble or like it was like an advantage for you in a, in a in a way like it it helped you out in a situation.
0: It definitely got, it definitely helped me in college because I started to use that as like, well, you know, you don't have any equipment here. So can I take my test home? Um, so, and I mean, I'm not even bullshitting. I mean, that's a joke, but also serious. I, I did do that. It definitely helped. Um, I don't know if I ever used it to an advantage. I, and again, I'm not trying to be like preachy or hokey about any of those things, but I one of the things I have learned about having a vision problem, and I always, I've said this at, so many times that, uh, you know, th- I, you know, that stupid saying that I came up with, like, you know, the people who see the most see the least and the people who see the least see the most. It's like, I I feel my vision hasn't like held me back from being able to see like the truth in things. And it hasn't made me as biased. Uh, I've been able to just, like, I see people like struggle with their ideologies or, or their religion or, uh politics specifically is a big one and they just they can't help them like they're so lost in this translation like they don't know how to think differently and i always try to think differently not intentionally Like my grandma said something to me the other day where I, cause I got a new apple watch and i said uh i got a apple watch and i said i wanted to get like a very colorful band because it's kind of who i am i like colorful shit and she's like well you just want to be different don't you and i'm like i like being different i like being me it's like i'm not trying to get something everyone else wants but i'm also like there's things that people have or things that uh, popular things that i like i'm not i'm not like anti you know anything that's big of course not i have apple products you know so i have netflix and shit like that i have jordans like it's not like i'm against that i just i like to also be my own my own self so it's like yeah you can say well you wear jordans and you're in that culture but it's like Yeah, but I also like to match them with, like, Dragon Ball Z and, and like, cartoon tees and shit. Like, right now I have on a—well, I did have on a—it's a a Walking Dead Popeye shirt. And it says, um, I'm Negan—what is it? I'm Negan the Savior Man. And it's it's Popeye with, like, the Negan Lucille bat. And uh, it's, like, stupid shit like that. Like, I I like just (laughs) things that I like, and I like to mix all my worlds together— and, uh, I like to just be goofy. And and, and so I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I, I, but again, like to like the, the real heart of your question, no, I don't, I, I've, I've been able to just appreciate the vision stuff and then use it to my advantage. But I, I can't say that I really, other than college that I ever really used it because I never really knew it was a weapon or it was anything I could use it for, for good or for anything. So, and then obviously I guess the podcast and, you know, without these stories, without life situation and things like that I wouldn't be able to really be as interesting I guess so um so yeah minus podcast in college I probably I don't think I've ever really used my vision for anything good
1: or bad All right. um Okay. do you go to therapy and if not why
0: um yeah no I don't go to therapy anymore I think I put this question, or maybe so. No, I think someone else asked this. I, yeah, I don't go to therapy anymore, and it's it's not because therapy is not good. Um, obviously, you have to find a great a great therapist. I found someone who I love dearly and still good friends with to this day. Um, and she helped me kind of tap into to more my myself. And she she went above and beyond. And we'll always remember those who, who went above and beyond for us when they didn't need to. It wasn't it wasn't just in their job description. Um, you weren't just a part of their daily regimen. Um and so sheree is someone who I love dearly and she kind of just stripped me down and said like, "Hey, like she took me down like as the person and just said like, "What's up with you? Like, what do you like? What are you into? You know, who are you?" Like, forget all that bullshit. I'm not going to say, you know, how does that make you feel? I'm actually going to give you a hug when this is all over with every time and I'm going to ask you about your family. I'm going to tell you about my family. You're going to know shit about me. Oh, eventually you're actually going to get my number, and we're going to be friends, and we're going to look out for each other. Um, but yeah, and then I had a therapist that I liked, but you know, I never found one that replaced her. But also, I just think if it ran its course, it got to the point where I became it almost seemed like I was the therapist, and I felt like I just wasn't getting anything out of it anymore. I just I felt like I was just just therapy, like okay, cool, like I, th- I honestly. The, the real reason I quit, I think, it just felt like I was just doing it to get out of the house, and not doing it for real therapeutic reasons. Do you think
1: you'll revisit it at some point if you need to? <clears throat>
0: um. Well, when you got friends like Roxy, you might have to go back to therapy. But, um, yeah. No, I. <laughs> no, I. I don't honestly. The podcast is therapy not to be cheesy but it is it, and i have a lot of people that i can talk to and, and i just don't know therapy work. And again, i'm not a, i'm not anti-therapy i promise i'm not i just i just don't know if it'll ever fit unless i find someone i know is gonna like really work well with me understand and you know i always liked i've always wanted someone close to my age and a woman um, because i like someone who has a different perspective uh, color necessarily didn't matter cause I had the whole spectrum. Um, but I definitely wanted at least the opposite sex for someone to be able to, uh, you know, give me their perspective on what it's like, because especially when dating comes up or, you know, any issues that I have with women, cause most of the people in my life that I love are women. So, um, you know, I get different perspectives, but not nah, just don't, I don't, again, as of right now, it could change. But yeah, as of right now, no, nah, I don't think I'll go back. But who knows? I got bullet. You may into
1: answered this one earlier, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, What keeps you going?
0: Um, keeps me going? I mean, I hold on to the things, like I said, even like when I said with the surgery, like I hold on to that. I hold on to just the things that I enjoy most about life. Like even when I wanted to end it all and and times where I was just in that headspace, you know, you hold on to just little things sometimes. And and for me, I've always wanted to just be happy. I've always wanted to find a decent girl in my life. I've always wanted to find, um, just a peace of mind. and, And just, I've always wanted to just, like I said, be happy. And, I hold on to those, those fantasies, those dreams. And, um, and I, I, I keep those memories of all the times I, I, things did go well and I was able to help people and was able to make, um, make something happen that I never thought I could make happen. Um, you know, and you, and you hold on, you, you see inspirational stuff and you go like, yeah, like that's, that's that. Cause there's so much, like I said, we talk about the algorithm, there's, there are things out there that when it does hit you, you're like, man, like, yes, I needed to hear that. I needed to see that. Um, sometimes it's not just something that you experience. then you, you see something that someone else went through. And, um, and, then, and then I also think about going back to that old me when I wanted to die, what the, the whiplash or the, the ricochet effect of if I killed myself tomorrow, how many people would that impact? I'm not saying it would impact anybody. I do think it would, but like how many people's lives would be fucked up to some degree? Not just like my mother and my grandmother, but just you or any, anybody in my life Uh, or just somebody who listens to the show and looks at me as like someone who's strong. And then I kill myself and it's like, wow, like if they're going to kill themselves, I'm much weaker than him. And even if they're not, they perceive themselves to be, like, why the fuck am I alive? And I That was the last thing I want. Because I, I never said I would ever hurt people or I'd never hurt animals. Like, the irony of the whole, you know, school shooting thing is like, yeah, I, I probably would never do that because I don't want to hurt people. Even if I have the anger, or even if I see people who suck, I usually, like, if something, if karma hits them, great. But in general, like, I don't really wish bad things on people. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I, if I killed myself and other people were hurt like they physically hurt themselves after and i was able to look like down on my death and see that i would be embarrassed and i would hate myself even more so i would have i would just want to do it and then no one else gets hurt but i know that's impossible but when you're going through that you don't think that you think no one loves you and again at the time not many people did i had a couple but again a couple is better than some who are orphans and they don't they don't have anybody who loves them not that all orphans don't have people but you know some that just are just are homeless and they don't have anyone that gives a shit about them. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what keeps me going. Just knowing that like, I mean, it's, I mean, it may be a sad negative thing, but it's true. Like if, I know, like if I kill myself, it would hurt a lot of people. And I don't know how many people would hurt permanently. So, um, yeah. I mean, I even oh, think about yeah. bullet. I mean, think how, I mean, he's so attached to me. Like, I mean, it sounds stupid, but, I think how it would affect him even. So you got to think about all that shit. When you're going to make a final decision like that, you have to really think how, you know, like I said, back to the pros and cons. You weigh everything. Yeah.
1: I mean, I would be devastated if something
0: happened to you. I appreciate that, Baron. be the same for you. <clears throat> but... I mean, no, there's no, but, but, I mean, I don't know. How, how do you, what, what keeps you going?
1: I'll bring you back if they you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give him <them> CPR. <laughs> just beat on me with your paws. <laughs> what keeps you oh,
1: going? You oh, gosh. Um, I think it's similar to you, like, just if, like, I ever did anything, you know, to myself, like, I have to weigh out that options of, like, who it, it? it would be a domino effect. I know, like, for a fact, it would just, you know, I, 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 feel like it would just, it would kill my mother. It would. And the thought of, like, that, and just, like, my friends, like, certainly just people around me, and, you know, just thinking about that, like, it just makes me not want to, because I, would like, I just feel immense guilt of like leaving them behind. If there's always like that aftermath of that and like it's one thing to, you know, have an illness and pass away. Um, or like in a tragedy, something like that, but, you know, just to like do it myself and I like, I can't I can't do it. But it's like just some of the things that just keep me going is just I want I want to see tomorrow. I know that sounds like cliché but I want to see tomorrow. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to, you know, I want to play my games. I want to, I want to be here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I want to be able to call up like my friends and stuff like that and harass and bother them. I'm talking about you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want kids in the future. Like I want to be around for that. And you know, just holding on to hope and like obviously again faith and just wanting to I want to live and I want to be around so that you know that kind of keeps me going just wanting to be here even as like crappy as a lot of stuff that's going on in the world I still want to be here because I don't feel like I've done enough and I don't feel like my time is up yet
0: yeah for sure yeah I think we all have something to be here for I don't know what but yeah so um, Just don't know what can uh again like I said you just don't know what what is right around the corner. We we could only we we tend to stay in our negative bubble and say well you know be pessimistic and say well you know we know what tomorrow's gonna be another blurry day and another this and another that and it's it, it's true it could pro- that's possibly what's gonna happen but there are things that just throw you for a loop and come out of nowhere and you're like oh shit like you want that to happen more often. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself out more. I realize like doing the same daily routine work and gym and, and, you know, home is not getting me anywhere. Like I, I really want to start volunteering like maybe with the homeless or something. Cause I, I just, I want to experience more shit and I want to be around more people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I've said as an analogy, like it's not going to be like, if I, let's say fall in love, I'm not going to, you know, some girl's not going to knock on my door and go, Oh my God, you're beautiful. Can I come in? Like no man, that shit doesn't happen. I mean, would you let somebody? Yeah, cause she's that? just gonna. I
1: mean, I'd be a little scared. She's just
0: gonna chloroform me and fucking take all my tims. So no, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that shit. I don't trust people. <laughs> God.
1: I mean, what's <laughs> I mean, you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I maybe I would leave a pair or something, but like. I would definitely take bullet, so, but
0: yeah, I know she keeps threatening to take bullet. It's bullshit. <laughs> Get your own damn animal. Um, is there any more questions left?
1: There's two more. Like, there's one that I'm gonna save for the last one, and this one I'm gonna just ask. Um, when you were growing up, as like all little boys do, um, what did you want to be when you grew up? And like, do you think that your disability? Um, like impacted that choice.
0: God, this is going to be such a fucking TJ answer because the thing is when I was a kid, well, I said I loved cars. I always wanted to drive like a nice car and shit like that. But like my real, my real dream when I was a kid, again, I was into like Ninja Turtles. So like non like cartoon shit. I've I, I told this story like The one, again, I wanted, I was on, I was on, um, on the stand when we were suing the hospital and the judge, he asked me, he said, he said, so TJ, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I had a giant group of stuffed animals of all these tigers. And I said, I want to be a tiger. And, um, because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a fucking tiger because I love big ass (laughs) cats and I had all these tigers that I've like made like my pride, even though tigers don't have prides. But like I had like 12 tigers that I took with me everywhere and one of them was huge. And she was like the female tiger and we were all just friends. No, we didn't mate, if you, people want to know. And we, um, yeah, and, and I wanted to be a fucking tiger. I never really like wanted to be any, I always wanted to be like fictional things, minus tigers, but I couldn't possibly be that. I mean, in this in this day and age, I guess you can be anything nowadays because <laughs> you could just put stripes on you and say you're a tiger. So whatever. But you know what I mean? I can't be a tiger. So, um, but like anything I really, I'm trying to think. Other than just, like I said, wanting to drive a car. Or, um, I don't remember any like real goal. I mean, I remember one time I saw an FBI agent come to my school. I kind of wanted to be that for a second. But there was nothing that really stuck with me. Uh, as I said, I, I had so many bad things happen to me, and I was just such on a lost journey for so long that I never really had anything that like I gravitated towards where I was like, yes, I want to be a police officer or a teacher or whatever. No, because I and I just never did, unfortunately. But the tiger was the first thing I admitted I wanted to be.
1: That's adorable. I know. I'm yeah. still adorable. I know this. sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but do you think that, like, your disability impacts that?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> because I can't be a fucking tiger. I no,
1: I'm, what I mean, <laughs> like, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the tiger thing. Oh, I will say a blind
0: tiger is even worse. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh, no. Oh, they would eliminate you. How am I catching um, deer? I'm
0: going to run right into a tree.
1: i right, good. <laughs>
0: oh, I'll never get dinner. I'll just starve. They
1: would, they would just sit back and watch you laughing.
0: Oh, there's nothing worse than a starving tiger. Oh.
1: That was was bad, but I'm just saying. Like, what if you said you mentioned the FBI agent? Do you think that like your disability impacted your choice on like not wanting to do that, or do you think it's just like age?
0: No, I mean that was an age thing. It's just you know impressionable things. But I, I don't know. I never really. Like I said, there was nothing, I, I said I had, yeah, in a way it impacted because it never gave me something to focus on because I was so focused on just getting healthy and, and focused on just not being picked on. And so I never really had any real role models or anything. I never had anything that I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be that. I've had, you know, they would have career day and people would come and, sure, like I liked, I mean, there was a time where I really wanted to play basketball, honestly, and I wasn't halfway bad. Um, but I'm white. Um... And I'm visually impaired. I mean, the white thing isn't a big deal, but the, the, the visually impaired thing, like I I just saw, like I wasn't good enough, and I would, and again, who knows? I never would have put any enough time into it. I didn't believe in myself. Um, I had too many people tell me I was I was shit. So even though I was halfway decent, I would have never put the real time into it. Um, but yeah, the vision impaired. I mean, if I want, that's if I wanted to be a basketball player. Yeah, visually impaired would have gotten definitely gotten in the way because you can only if I can only see from one side of my face, like everybody's just gonna get steals off of me. So, what the fuck? <laughs> what is the point?
1: Um, I'm I'm picturing this like, and I have to remember that we're on this podcast because.
0: <laughs> well, he threw me the ball, hit me in the face again. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh
1: my God. Like that would be like the strategy of the other players. They're like, just go on this other side of him. Just go another side. Just go another yep. side. Oh God. TJ's oh, been concussed
0: no. six times this season. It's only been the third game because he got hit in the ball, hit in the face with the ball once again. Yeah, no, it's um. And then I was just too shy for anything. Like I would never. Yeah. Again, I didn't believe in myself, so I. I that was a lot of it. But yeah, the vision problem. Any any little dream, little side venture I wanted to get into. Yeah, it affected all of it because a lot of it. It's not even that. I mean, basketball. You know, basketball is one thing, but a lot of that stuff. It, it wouldn't have been. It could have done it. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I didn't believe in myself. So. No. no one... Hey this is the final question. <gasps> All
1: right. Let's see. Dun dun dun. What do you want your life to look like in the next three years?
0: Ah, uh, next three years. Where the fuck do I want to be? Um. Yeah, I mean, I always want to reach as many people as I can, whether it's this or some other avenue. I want I to probably have a small house. Um, I'd like to be in a relationship. That'd be nice. Um, like a, a stable one. Um, healthy one? Yeah, a healthy one that's not just like predicated on like or based on sex or, or, or some other nonsense uh, convenience or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess and hopefully I get the procedure. and My eyes are a little better, and um, but like I never, like I said, there's not a lot of things I want. I just, I just genuinely want to find some sort of peace of mind. I want to quiet the demons in my head. I want to just kind of be in a healthier headspace. And again, I'm, I'm way healthier. I'm in a way healthier headspace now than I ever was, but it's not where I want it to be. Um, so I want to keep just progressing on everything I'm doing. I just hopefully some things speed up a little more. Uh, and I hope some of the things I really want just come to fruition. And, um, you know, again, I hope I'm still able to just do anything, just any, anything I want to do or anything that like I'm currently doing, I don't want to be able to not do it. I, I just I want to stay consistent. I want to be able to just still be there for everyone that I'm there. And like I said, I, I don't, I'm on some, some of the things I say, even though I'm very, very vivid on some things, sometimes I, I say vague things as well, where it's like a, it, it, it almost seems like I don't really know. And it's cause I don't, cause I don't, there's not a lot I want. I'm, I'm weirdly kind of low maintenance. Like, yeah, I buy a lot of stupid shoes and stuff. I don't really need that stuff. I know that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want a whole lot. i never said I wanted a mansion or a supermodel wife or any of that. I just, it doesn't mean I don't want anybody I'm not attracted to, or it doesn't mean, uh, you know, it, it, there's things I want. I have, I have standards. There's things I do desire, but I don't, it Just it's not like this elaborate plan. Um, sure, would I like to be, like, take my advocacy further? I don't know how I do it, but find ways to obviously make the podcast bigger and just, you know, be able to help and impact way more people with whatever, my voice or however, my advocacy somehow. You know, maybe do some more motivational speaking and, you know, go to the gym more and maybe get in better shape and things like that. Just be healthier. And just all the things I'm already doing, just hopefully three years stronger. So, yeah. Reading, that's like,
1: really nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, like I said, I don't, I, I didn't, I guess if I put more thought into some of these and I would have read them and really thought them, I, I like to just keep things the way they are and freestyle the whole thing because I don't know, I don't know. I mean, they're real answers. I I don't, I could come up with better answers if I really thought on it, sure, but that's really the truth. Like, all those things are, it, You know, I'm sure I'll I'll forget some things I could have said for sure. But I just, there's nothing elaborate that I want. I always feel like I'm missing out because I'm living in a small town and there's things going on in the world. And it's like, oh, you know, when you compare yourself to celebrities or anyone, you're like, man, I just wish I was. I wonder what's going on in Jersey where bears at. Like, I don't, it's like, no, it's the same shit. Just like when I left Philly, like I'm not missing out much. So it's just, I just got to find my peace of mind and my happiness and, um, you know, I've, I've just, like I said, I've never have had a comfort zone. I've had little pieces of comfort, but, um, you know, just trying to, again, finding happiness. And and like I said, low maintenance. I know there's not a lot I need. I might buy a bunch of stupid shit, but I I don't need a lot of it. I just, you know, with, with anything, I really, I don't mean when it's work or anything. I don't ask for much. I always just buy my own stuff and I try not to complain too much. I mean, sure, we all complain about our jobs or we complain about where we live or whatever, but, you know, I live in an apartment. It's fine. Is it a big apartment? No. Is it a small apartment? No. Um, Could I pay less rent? Sure. Could I pay more? Yeah. Um, You know, is it a great view? Mm, Not really. But is it like high crime? No. Like there's a lot of, again, pros and cons. So, and it's convenient because I'm near work. So that's another thing. I mean, I would like to find uh, when it comes to the goals is another form of um, employment or uh, to make more money. Um, I'm fine. I do decent, honestly, but I don't really want to work where I'm at much longer. And I would like to do something where I'm helping people and not, you know, just helping a business. So, and again, if that means the podcast and it's advertising and stuff like that, great. If it's something else, whether it's working with people with mental health issues or whatever, I don't know. But however it is, helping people. And again, money is, and, and I should even say more money because more money, I, I actually do okay. I'm not rich. So the money isn't even that big of a deal. It's just, I just want to be able to be secure, comfortable, and uh, be able to do something I love. Because I don't enjoy, I love this, but I don't love the other job. The other job's fine. It pays the bills, but it's not, I don't enjoy doing it. So, yeah. It's kind of my final answer.
1: Aww.
0: Um. <clears throat> that's the last question, right?
1: That was the last question. That was a good answer. And, you know, I'm glad that like, you really didn't see these questions, like, ahead of time because like i feel like your answers were more not that you wouldn't give genuine answers if you saw the, like the questions ahead of time but it it just seems more genuine heartfelt
0: yeah that's why i wanted it and that's why i wanted to have you on someone i want care about but two i know would ask them and but like could answer some of them but also you know someone i could actually talk to that like i have uh you know, chemistry with and I mean, I could say these to anyone. I could have read them all back, you know, read them and then answered them. But uh, it made it more genuine. I think it was, like I said, I did this once before where I did read all the questions and it was cool. But I actually enjoyed this way more because I have someone to kind of, you know, bounce off of.
1: I'm glad you had me. I really am. I was honestly a little nervous coming back on. Um, But, you know, it just feels like we're honestly, I kind of kept forgetting that we're on a we're doing the podcast and we're not having a conversation.
0: Exactly. I looked at my phone. It's you know, like, a,
1: like it's just a, one of our phone conversations because like, again, like you said earlier at the start, we used to have like two, like very long conversations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we usually do. Mm-hmm. I looked at my phone. and It's like, we've been on here for two, and, two hours and 11 minutes, but I know some of that wasn't on the recording, but it's like, mm-hmm. I looked at one point. I was like, wow, we've been doing this for an hour and a half. Like, I, I don't, yeah, it could go that long. And again, we could have sped this up. I could have shortened a lot of my answers. I just, I don't know. I like to just go with the flow and however it goes. Like I said, you can record some of the, if you want to, or you want to fast forward to some of it, go ahead. You want to rewind? You want to pause? You want to, you know, play it late, later, next week? Do your thing. Just, I like to just let it be. I know a lot of people have their own systems and they want to cut a lot of the fat out and whatever, but I don't know. I feel like you miss a lot. You miss... You know, I've done a lot of other people's shows and I don't like when someone's just like, hey, you know, tell me your story in 10 minutes. It's, it's hard, man. I don't I don't have a story you can tell in 10 minutes. I can't, you know, it's, that's impossible. So I let people be themselves and, you know, I, I I expect the same thing back. So I just say, fuck it, let's just talk. And, and then with you, I knew it was just going to be an easy conversation because what it is. And I and you forget that you're recording. Like I can look. At one point, I was looking, I was like, what's that red thing I'm like, oh, that's the board, duh. I thought maybe Bullet <laughs> fucking got one of his toys on. Um, but, nah, yeah, no, I'm glad you did it, too. It was fun. I enjoyed doing it, and I was glad to, of course, have you on, as always. I can, technically, this is your third time, because you were on the 100th episode. Oh, yeah. Goodness. But technically, you are a threefer. I, I'm going to say, is there anybody that's been on more than you now? Oh, uh, you're—I guess you're tied with my mother. She's been on three times because she was on for like the third episode for me, and she was on the 100th episode, and then she was on the episode of what it's like to be a nurse in the pandemic. So, uh, yeah. So you're in a—you're uh, in a very uh, what do you call it? like a very luxurious club, or only only two people. You're a hall of famer now. My blur. I like
1: kicking the
0: feet kicking the feet <laughs> <laughs> um, well I mean we will, we'll finish up here her and I will talk but uh, let's wrap this thing up um, of course Barry you want to say goodbye to the people
1: goodbye and congratulations
0: again three years three years <laughs> three no. years all right well I'm going to play my little outro thingy and then uh, we'll see you guys uh Next week. Let's hope I hit the right button. I did.